I'll t I mentioned this in the book in a roundabout way, but I'm going to talk about it in a lot more detail in the next book. And that is parents need to talk to their kids about the dangers of social media. And older people need to talk to younger people. Younger people need to talk to older people. The point is everyone should be talking to those around them about the dangers that exist in social media. And when we're living in a, in a world where people err on the side of outrage and they rush to judgment. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Evan Nearman of Red Banyan. Evan, it's great to have you back on the show. Hey, it's great to be back with you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, super excited to hear about all you've been progressing with and all the awesome things that you're doing. But before we do that, I wanted to read a little bit more about Evan so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Evan is the author of the just released book, Crisis Averted, PR Strategies to Protect Your Reputation and the Bottom Line, which is available at Amazon and, and literally everywhere you and books are sold. And he is the founder and CEO of Red Banyan, which provides strategic communications counsel, crisis management and media training to senior business leaders, government officials and private individuals. Evan and his team advise and, and represent corporate corporations and nonprofit organizations across a wide variety of industries, often guiding them through high stakes, complex situations and conceptualizing and executing effective communication campaigns. He's a regular contributor to various top publications, including Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Forbes, and he was a previous guest on episode number 659 of our podcast as well. Evan, super excited to have you back on. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am ready. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on your progress since we last had you on, what I like to call your CEO story and, and all the awesome things you've been working on. Sure. Well, it's been a hectic time, but hectic in a good way, because our firm has been you know, growing very, very rapidly, which is it's great to have happen. Most of the time, we're so focused upon helping our clients get to the next level and utilize communications in order to accomplish their goals and helping them grow. And after wanting for a very long time to sort of have very controlled growth by us and not want to focus too much on expanding the team, mostly because I was concerned that if we, if we grew too quickly and got too big too fast, we would start to drop balls or that the service wouldn't be there or that we would harm reputation for excellence that we built. I got some of the right people in the right positions. We've got the infrastructure set. So we've been putting the foot on the accelerator and accelerating, which has been really, really fun. Um, I wanted to, to drill down a little bit more. I know you touched a little bit upon your book. Is it a kind of extension of what you do for clients or could you take us through a little bit more of that and, and how you're working with your clients and how those basically both go in tandem? Yes, absolutely. Well, look, the book is designed for, you know, anyone who wants assistance in becoming a more effective communicator, telling your story and also mitigating, getting ahead of and preventing these types of crisis situations, which often target not just business people, but anyone, anyone can find herself or himself in a, in a situation quickly where all of a sudden a video goes live, the internet unites against you and you're fighting either for your life in a literal sense in some cases, or at least to defend your reputation or your livelihood. And so I set out to write the book because I've been very concerned about what I'm seeing 
going on in the marketplace right now and the impact that cancel culture has on people's lives. And I say in the book that if the book helps even a single good person get to a better outcome and avoid a bad outcome, then it will have been worth the effort. And I really believe that. I think it's hard for people to know what to do when they find themselves in a crisis situation. And so what I've done with the book is try to both tell stories of how I've helped other organizations and my team and I have guided them through difficult circumstances so they can take those lessons and apply them to their own organizations. And also really drill down into some of the, the bait to give people a basic understanding of what is crisis communications? How do you do it right? What's the posture you need to adopt? And also give them very specific things, which I refer to as a crisis preparedness toolkit, so that if in fact they do get into a situation, just having that book sitting there on, on their bookshelf, on their desk, knowing it's, it's, it's accessible, it's filled with things that I know work because they've worked before and they'll continue to work again. So that was the idea behind putting the book out there into the world. And again, you know, some of the people who read that book, they'll become clients of Red Banyan, and that's great. Most of them, I assume, will never hire us, and that's okay too. I'm putting it out into the world. I'm trying to provide a, a guidebook for people. And again, if I can avoid one good person getting a bad outcome, worth, worth the trouble. So that's how I think about the book. Uh, would you consider um, your ability to be able to take, you know, those experiences that you have and be able to kind of distill them down and communicate them to, you know, people that need to know that information, of course, be able to, to lean on you and your team? Would you consider that to be like your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you or your organization or your, even your book apart and makes it unique? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's look, if, if, if I make my living as a communicator and I'm advising people on how to communicate. I better make sure I know how to communicate myself. And so I like to think that the book does a, a decent job of that. I have no illusions. I'm not becoming the next JK Rowling. This is not going to be uh, trilogy. <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, what's his name? Jim Collins, good to great. And so many other books. I look, I'm a practitioner. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not an author full-time. I'm not expecting to become some sort of a business guru. I'm just trying to do my part and putting my slice of, of expertise out there in the world. And one of the reasons I actually decided, you know, the book is also on audiobook format, which I, I consume a ton of audiobooks. And for people who like podcasts, uh, they tend to be oral learners. They like podcasts. They like audiobooks. For me, I, I felt it was really important to actually narrate the book myself. So it was a lot more complicated and I had to jump through a lot more hoops in order to do that. But I thought it was really important because the book is written in my own voice. And I felt, especially for my first book, I wanted, I'm, this is my attempt to speak to a broader community than just my friends, family, network of contacts and our, our clients. And that voice needed to be my own voice. And one of the central premises of the book is this notion that you have to press the truth. And that's a philosophy that we believe in at Red Banyan, which, which basically posits that the world moves quickly, the news cycle is fast, and we're all connected to information. And if you're not willing to press the truth, not just tell the truth, but if you're not willing to press the truth, and by that I mean push a narrative forward, get engaged, get in conversation, defend yourself if you need to, promote yourself if you want to grow. If you're not willing to have those conversations and talk about 
your organization and, and what you're doing, well, someone else is gonna talk about you. And in nearly every instance, they're not gonna talk about you as well as you're gonna talk about yourself or in, put you in the light that you want to be in. So I think it's just really essential, whether it's a small organization or a multi-billion dollar multinational, or even just an individual, you gotta press the truth. You gotta take control of how the world sees you and you have those tools and some of them are in the book. And that's, that's what I hope people will, will, will adopt that notion and understand that it's not enough to sit back and just hope that your story gets told. You got to have the courage to tell it yourself. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Ooh, I have to answer this, but I have to make sure I remember what I said last time and not repeat myself. Last time, I think that we talked about exercise and taking care of yourself, um, which I still stand by. I think it's critical. I'll go with a different one this time, which I think is, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm going to reference a conversation that I had with an entrepreneur friend of mine this morning. Literally this morning, I was having breakfast with him and we were talking and we were actually reflecting on our own journeys. And, and he's a few years ahead of me in terms of both his age and, and his business and and we were talking and, and talking about tough things that we've been through and also accomplishments. And I told him when I was just starting out in the business that I discovered an organization called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, which was, it's a peer group of like-minded entrepreneurs. And that it was just such an important way for me to get educated and not just how to do communications. I already knew how to do that. I didn't know anything about building a business or building a culture. And I didn't understand how to grow a team. And for me to get into that accelerator program that EO offered was so important. And I was telling him the story of how I got into the program. And I mentioned to him that I was talking to this woman, this remarkable woman named Eloise Gonzalez, who's a, a dynamic entrepreneur in, in Miami, just an amazing woman. And I said, Eloise, I need to learn from you. I got to get in this program. I need help. I know how to do PR, I know how to, how to do communications, but I don't know anything about running, building, creating a communications business. Mm -hmm. And he stopped me and he said, what you did was you asked for help. He said, so many people, their egos get in the way. You knew you needed help and you had the courage. To me, that's leadership, Evan. You spoke up and you said, I need help. And I'd never really thought of it in that lens, but as I reflect on it now, it's really so vital. Asking for help is not weakness. Asking for help is strength. And you have so many resources as an entrepreneur, as a, as a human, all around you. To not tap into them doesn't make sense. And to not do it because you're afraid of looking weak or you're afraid of asking a stupid question, it, it, it's just, you have to let that go. And you have to be willing to say, I don't know everything. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be vulnerable. And when you ask for help and you do it, people will give it to you. They're happy to help because guess what? It makes people feel good to help other people. And so I guess that would be my, my CEO hack would be anytime you get into a situation where you don't know what you're doing or you're uncertain, ask for help. Default to asking for help. Because there are always people out there with the answers and nine times out of 10, all you have to do is, is ask them and they'll gladly share it with you. 
Nice. So uh, you might have already touched on this, but I wanted to ask you now for what I call CEO nugget. So this could be maybe another nugget from your book, or it might be something you would tell your younger business self or potentially your absolute best client. I'll t- I mentioned this in the book in a roundabout way, but I'm going to talk about it in a lot more detail in the next book. And that is parents need to talk to their kids about the dangers of social media. And older people need to talk to younger people. Younger people need to talk to older people. The point is everyone should be talking to those around them about the dangers that exist in social media. And when we're living in a, in a world where people err on the side of outrage and they rush to judgment, it is so vital that you avoid putting yourself into a bad situation. And I actually believe that in addition to some of those key conversations that parents need to have with their kids about drugs, about vaping, about sex, about strangers. We, we educate them about these things that we perceive to be dangerous and that we know can be harmful to them. But there's something that's even potentially more lethal, which is walking around with every teenager, every young person all day, every day. They got it in their purse or their pocket, and that's their smartphone. And so a momentary lapse in judgment, the young person with a smartphone can do damage that, that lasts a lifetime, unfortunately. And, and we've had a couple of different instances in recent months where we've had to help families where young people have found themselves in a lot of trouble, legal trouble, uh, facing suspension or expulsion from their school, bullying, harassment, public humiliation because they weren't thinking and they took a picture of something they shouldn't have, or they posted a video and they didn't think through the consequences. And I think it's just so critically important that parents talk to their kids early and often about the dangers of social media and really remind your kids that in a one momentary lapse in judgment can create problems that go on and on and cost them tremendous pain. It costs tremendous pain can cost them a lot in terms of legal costs, even counseling and mental um, strengthening that needs to happen if you find yourself publicly humiliated. So it's just like any other technology. It can be wielded for good and for bad. Same can be said for social media, but it is very, very dangerous. And kids need to be reminded of the dangers that face them and that they think twice before they swipe, post, comment, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Evan, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, being a CEO means deciding what your vision is and then amassing the right team to help you get there and waking up every day, not just excited about what you're doing. That's a, that's someone who's got a cool job or a good gig. But when you can articulate that vision and you can rally other people to your side to accomplish it, that's when you make that leap to CEO. Evan, truly appreciate you again for hopping back in on this uh, podcast. What I want to do now is just pass you the mic again, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. Of course, how best people can get a hold of you and your team, get a copy of the book and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Sure. Well, thanks. And thank you again for having me. It's always, we always have a good conversation when I come on this, this show, which I really appreciate. And you can get in touch with me. You can track down our team. Easiest is, is to go to either redbanyan.com or to go to evannearman.com. And all of our various social media platforms are all tied into the Red Banyan website. 
And we look forward to continuing the conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, Evan. I appreciate everything that you're doing and being able to be so open about sharing your knowledge and expertise. We will definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a copy of the book, get in contact and reach out uh, to you. But thank you so much again, my friend. Looking forward to the next time. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.